hometown can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Eight holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But out the bush, it is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, pinky thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? He's stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports Weekend Preview Podcast. We're focusing on Brisbane this week. No Dinopolis. So you've got me, Adam Blanco, and I'm joined by the face of the Queensland Carnival, Mr. Nathan Exelby. <laughs> Hello, mate. We missed you last week. Um, well, not really. But, uh, <laughs> you were busy maybe, maybe half the card. Yeah, maybe your absence was enough to give us the, the pair of us a bit of confidence to actually sort of uh, shoot point and shoot without fear of uh, ramifications from your responses. Yeah, no cold water. So you're able no, to that's um, right. just tip into a few. And spend yeah, and we were, we were all aligned, which was, which was nice. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen this time around. <laughs> sure Although right. I'm really here to be um, up north. I, um, I'm here to be steered by you, and the first steering I need is around this track and mm. the weather. No cold water yes. from me, but plenty of water from above. Seems that way. We haven't had much this week, which has been good. But the the, the constant for the week has been this terrible forecast for Saturday, which, depending on which weather site you want to go to, is anywhere from ten to twenty or twenty to thirty-five mils for Saturday. So, track is a heavy eight at the moment. They may well go to a soft seven today. I think that's all just um, for window dressing because it's all about what happens tonight and in the morning before we get to race time. So, look, that amount of rain would be would place the meeting in some jeopardy in terms of whether we get through the, the whole lot or not. But uh, we need to be sort of positive and uh, hope that they're off the mark because there wasn't meant to be a whole lot of rain last Saturday and it didn't stop until we got to the Doom and 10,000. So hopefully it's the, the opposite this week that they get it wrong the other way around. But, yeah, we're just working with that forecast at the moment, but I think um, the punters can certainly work themselves onto a, a genuine heavy track. Yeah, well, we're getting used to it, I suppose, after. <laughs> well. We were sitting up here in Queensland poking fun at, uh, well, not poking fun, but looking at your carnival and thinking, well, unfortunate it was, just wait till we get ours and show you a bit of sunshine. And um, the people who visited so far have seen nothing but grey skies. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I think we were all watching the Sydney carnival and thinking, gee, Brisbane's going to be fantastic because, you know, mm. for, that, for that very reason. Can't wait to get some good yeah. horses back onto good ground, but um, not to be. Not, the not case. to be. No, um, no. It won't really have too much of an impact on the Doombin Cup, the feature there tomorrow, will it? They're all coming, what was it, six of the ten, I think, come off the the very heavy ground at the Gold Coast, back onto very heavy ground, and they'll all pointlessly yeah. chase Saki again. Different style of wet track this time. It was really gluey there at the Gold Coast. It hadn't rained a, a whole lot in the 24 hours leading into it, so you get that track of the Gold Coast where it starts to dry out, and gluey is the best way to describe it. It's tough going. <laughs> different style of wet track. So I think with fresh rain on the ground here, we're looking at a different wet track tomorrow. Look, this is an inferior Demon Cup field to last year. On paper, last year's looked really good with the number of Group 1 winners we had in it. And unfortunately, a couple of the bigger names didn't fire. It was, and Mugger 2 broke down, so Dragon A was was disappointing, and um, Avilius had obviously had enough by that stage. But... um, 
in the end, it wouldn't have mattered whether they turn up or not because it was just one of the most dominant performances. And, but what surprised me, that performance wasn't enough to, to, to get you on board the, the Zaki bandwagon, the, the, the fantastic seven-length Doom and Cup romp last year. No, and he hasn't, interestingly, I mean, he's done a lot of good things since, but he hasn't, um, he hasn't matched or bettered that in the 12 months since. So, um, so that 126 is the... Stands alone, Doom yeah. Ben- yeah. Okay. So 124 beating Probabil. He won a McKinnon and ran 123. He won an All Star Mile and ran 122. Was it? So I, you know, mm. I'm sure that um, connections aren't complaining. They don't care. But um, no, no, the prize money is going to be tick, tick short of eight million if he wins tomorrow, and he would only need to go around about a 119, 120, I imagine, to to win the race tomorrow. Yeah, that would do it. That would do it for sure. And I think there is mm. some. What you're saying, I saw a quote from James McDonald suggesting similar about that, that going at the Gold Coast being sticky and, and him not particularly liking it. I thought, you know, if you can judge these things visually, I thought he did look like he was toying with them a bit at the Gold yeah, Coast. And, he was yeah. below his best form-wise, but I think it was a case of just nursing him around and holding much, much lesser horses at bay. My grudge with Zaki is is old, and as you know, I can hold a grudge. <laughs> yes. But, um, he ran really, really fast one day at York and then failed when I – not York, sorry, Epsom, when I I backed him off that. Wow. Day. So this, 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 oh, this dates is, back this to pre-Australia. Oh, oh, Goodness yeah. me. Yeah, no, my, my grudges are yeah, – I hold them for a long time. So I'm still dirty at him. For, I think he got beaten in a um, in a group three at York or something like that and I'm still filthy at him okay. for it. So, and wow. I'll you know, probably never forgive him. It's been an interesting prep um, Annabelle Nishan's given in him here since he came to Queensland. If you remember, he nearly got away. Oh, well, that's unfair. He he shied at some um, cameras the day before the Hollandale and Annabelle had to hang on for dear life to, to keep hold of him. And then he was fresh on the day. So she's been mindful of that. He He's stable on the Gold Coast this, this year, but he floated to Eagle Farm last Saturday, had an exhibition gallop with uh, the stable mate Sabark, but then he was back here again on Tuesday morning making use of the Eagle Farm course proper again. He worked with Belle Savoir, who runs in the Roses. So uh, he, Annabelle's obviously been really mindful of uh, trying to get that freshness out of him so that he can sort of just settle a little bit better and um, get the job done in this race. I did see that footage of him carrying on there and acting like a bit of a dude. And actually, that might have been one of the few times I thought about forgiving him and getting on board the Zaki train. I like that <laughs> bit of attitude. <laughs> but I suppose he is the um, he's one of the stars of the the show up there at the moment, isn't he? Sort of one of the the stars, along well, with yourself and James the, Orman. No, he is the star. And look, let's be frank. Thank goodness he's in this field because it uh, looks pretty. Pretty thin away from him. That um, you know, looks like a I very nice JRA year, plate away from him. That's that's pretty much it, isn't it? So, uh, you know, that that good field we got last year hasn't sort of been replicated, unfortunately. A few of these will be looking at that Q twenty two in three weeks' time and hoping that uh, he uh, heads off to the paddock after this rather than goes around again and, and wins that one point two million dollar race. So that'll be the big story. Well, out of this Newman Cup, whether they say no, that's enough. He's done enough this prep, or they go on and go around for another seven hundred thousand in three weeks. Yeah. Before we move on to the other races, I suppose we can touch on. So, surely that's going to be a very big carrot dangling there with nothing else. Is there new blood? Are we expecting anything else? Like this is the. Q22, I wouldn't think so. That's that's the the um, the Q twenty two is there to sort of try and attract the three year old or uh, you know, a filly or. 
Calder Gilding coming through the Derby and or Oaks. Um, the, the fact is, if he went around in that, he's a dollar twenty pop. So, but I'm not sure they've been totally committed to it to this point. So, you know, they're mindful that he's been up a lot longer this year than last year. He began you know, back in the blamey, whereas last year he'd only had those those two runs in Sydney prior to coming to Queensland. So, yeah, it is a big carrot, but it is another three weeks, and they, you know, obviously love to win a Cox Plate or, or the like in the spring. Yeah, I think they would be. Assuming he's fit and well, insane. Yeah, I'm to go there. <laughs> I can't even. I must say, looking at that market, and he's what dollar fifty, even a touch shorter than that. And I know you made this case in the Hollandale that you know sometimes odds on is value. I mm. philosophically, I, I don't want to take those prices, and I won't. But I think if you were grinding away on a model and that you're looking for any edge in this, it's um, the old favourite long shot bias is probably in play here. There's a few um, fourteen, fifteen dollar chances that aren't. And he, if there is edge in that market, it's it's him. Oh, I, I 100% agree with that. It's just, you know, maybe if he gets the heavy 12 or 13, Polly Gray gets the chance to cause an upset if he doesn't get through those conditions. But oh, I agree with you, the fifty as it sits at the moment is the one price in the race that's interesting. Yeah, agree with that. We'll roll on to the, the next, and I suppose it's the next feature of the, the day, the, the sort of second feature of the day is the Roses and the the setup to the Oaks, and it looks a, to me a um, this is a bit different to the Doom and Cup in that this isn't one chance. These all the twelve, fourteen, fifteen dollar chances here look genuine and interesting. Twelve, fourteen, fifteen dollar chances to me. I think it's a really good rose, as it's like eclectic. It's they're coming from eclectic, many different many different form lines. You're Barb Raider off the, the good run in Adelaide. Biscayne Bay off what I think is a, a fair enough run in the, the Oaks in Sydney and a VRC Oaks placing. Then all of those coming through the bracelet on the Gold Coast and we've lost one of them. I think Aravine's coming out but we've still got Belle Savoie coming off some promising type performances there in the restricted races in Melbourne. So I, I think it, it's a really interesting race. Yep, I would agree with that. Belle Savoie is... Um I didn't think it would be here, but she's one that was on my radar off a couple of her runs this preparation. Mm-hmm. In fact, I backed her last start, but she ran and I thought she was set too much to do, but her splits were terrific. Mm-hmm. She was pretty like, electric first up, wasn't she? Her splits the first 1300. up fantastic, yeah. So off mm-hmm. that she was um, – I wondered, looking at that, whether she might even be a little bit too quick, a little bit too brilliant for – yeah, as I said, I, I didn't well, have her pegged as 2,000 roses. No, but she's an interesting breed in that she's um, – She's not a single doubt, but Rath Sala, I believe, placed in a Queensland Oaks um, some years back. So she's got the the staying blood on the dam side, and you can get them to stick 2,000 metres, not a single doubt. Um, that good mare that she placed in a Caulfield Cup, that mare from Canberra. And single gaze. I think she might have won a, might have won a vinery and whatnot, so... That one comes to mind from a 2000. I think Ken Edna was another 2000 metre Group 1 winner that uh, not a single doubt got. I think she won on this very day. In fact, I think that she was the worst Doombin Cup winner that I've ever rated. <laughs> <laughs> she was off a Group 1 win though, wasn't she? Was she off she a Group 1 the, win Yep, she was just about the worst Queen of the Turf winner I've rated, the worst Doombin Cup winner I've rated, and then I think she turned around and won what is now the Q22. I think all. you're right. Yeah, that was all at uh, that was at Doombin um, that year, I believe. Boucher. So, yes, yeah. So, anyway, I think Biscayne Bay is 
a little over the odds here, and that's the one I'm happy to back. I think that Oaks form in Sydney is fair enough for what she's opposed to here. We know she was good enough uh, to run a real race in the Flemington Oaks. Um, I think she just ticked along nicely this prep. She hasn't had a, a taxing prep, that's for sure. She got through the ground well enough at Randwick to be beaten four and a half to say that she can handle that sort of ground against these. So that's my starting point for the race. Yep, I would agree with that. I think Barbara is pretty easy to oppose at those prices at the top of the market there. Not that she's not amongst the, the good chances, and maybe she deserves the top of the market, but she's not got big edges, I wouldn't have thought, even though she... I'm looking at Biscayne Bay and she's obviously been completely outpointed by Barb Raider in the CUNY. But yeah. Barb Raider's wins have all come in slowly run races and I there'll be some pressure here, won't there? And also with the going, mm. the, going going the way that it, it should and would and might. Yeah, that's, that's my knock on her. That, her. that one run in Sydney, albeit it was against the older mares, but she, she seemed to struggle that day. So I'd wonder if it comes up well into the heavy rains, whether they would run or whether they would just uh, decide to wait and go straight into the Queensland Oaks without another run. Because um, I think, is that what Glint of Hope's going to do? The last I checked, Glint of Hope was still coming here for our yeah. Oaks. Yeah, I think I, unless something's changed, that was certainly, I did see that. I can't remember when and where, but that was, she's on her way if she's not there already. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So... Uh, then you get to sort of the gin martinis and those coming through the bracelet. What do you make of that form? Uh, messy because it was slowly run, but the horse that I, I gave a little chance to in, in that um, and I thought did enough from where she was was Stalking, who is mm-hmm. one from 11 and, you know, the knocks are obvious, but I think the pattern is obvious and trending the right way as well. Showed Form actually ties her in with with a horse like Biscayne Bay from the spring, where she was probably yep. anything but the finished product, but mm-hmm. running similar numbers, and then she's um, she's improved again once she's gone past a mile. So I think if you sort of filter her form and her ratings a little bit for beyond a mile, she's okay. got a fairly promising sort of profile. And she's got she's, your man Jimmy Orman uh, in the saddle as well. She's got the man. I see James Cummings has actually been a um, of all these visiting trainers over the last couple of years. James is. I saw wins against expectation, so wins against the market. Mm. He's he's running at about one point seven up in Queensland. So he of all these, Is that right? Mm, whereas like a Kieran Mars actually being hasn't been able to keep up with the market in the last couple of years. But James is, um, I mean, these are short enough term stats that they probably don't mean anything. But if they if they do mean anything, they do speak fondly of James. You know, that's that's interesting. I, I would have thought Kieran Mars and Dave Eustace would have come up pretty well, but um, obviously I've got some, I guess, I guess, big race bias towards those. And yeah. Had a good run with the, the group ones here. Um, then I'm not sure how much further you want to get into into that race. Um, I don't think Jim Martini's hopeless, but maybe I'm still putting too much credence on that, the ATC Oaks run, but... She battled on okay at the Gold Coast. I think she gets on speed again here and in a slog fest. Uh, I don't see why she wouldn't race well. Yep, absolute chance. I think that's the race. I mean, it's one of those we could sit here and we could say almost yep. the same thing about most of them. But I yes. think, yeah, I think it's one of those races where the, a lot of those fringe players are players. Smirk seems. Yep. Um, Smirk's the one. I I get it to some extent, but Smirk's the one out of that that lead up at the Gold Coast at the market, the early market anyway, has, has gravitated to. 20s at the Gold Coast and ran well, but 
better than anyone. Was probably of the in others. the right spot yeah, compared to some of the others. And now she comes up single figures and, and the sort of at the front of the market with, with Barb Raider, which seems opposable to me for all yep. that she's got an obvious chance. Yep. Uh, no, same same thought process for me. Well, we're not giving people much there. Don't back the favourites. Well, I thought we, we come up with a ten dollar plus chance to win the race. That's that's something, isn't it? Something, something. Yes, I, I think she, she's well over the odds. Um, this game day, good selection. All right, we'll roll back to something similar. The Bill Carter. Mm. I think the two. I think two year old race and the two year olds in Brisbane. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Are very mm. interesting to me because I'm waiting for a very disappointing lot to date nationwide. To, yes. come, to come good, and I thought Brisbane was the battleground for the mm. team coming good, but unfortunately the rain is um, continuing it yet, probably, probably continuing to wreak havoc up there. Well, Waller's shaped with the sort of promise you'd expect last week. Uh, name escapes me, political. Yeah, political debate. Debate. That was um, an eye-catcher, and everyone would have seen Yes. That. And the figures, I think, backed it up to some extent. Um, there's, mm. enough, there's enough hope there. And now he fronts up. Seven days on with a five to four shot in the the two year old feature. Who I suppose I'm a bit like this, but he just looks way too short. Sue gotcha. Okay, way too short. Yeah, you know, I've seen another set of markets from some sharp people who've got it as a risk as well. More another more sort of the three fifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, slip of the tongue, <laughs> slip of the tongue. Um, more three fifty. Oh, I thought she looked the right right horse. Um, that. That debut where she sort of toyed with Zoo Tiger, who then went and stretched Resonator, that, that sort of jumps out a little bit at me, yeah. whereas the last start doesn't. Um, but another heavy 10 track was back to 1,100 there. I think the trial since then has been, albeit against a couple of unraced ones, um, held together, was strangled there and... I think she's got a bit to offer. I, I, I'm not wanting to oppose her too strongly in this race. I, I just I think she will step up and, and measure up here. Oh, she'll measure up. That's for, that's for sure and certain. I agree. I think you've hit the nail on the head. The debut is um, that price is all about the debut, isn't it? And then last mm. start, last mm. start was um, just yes. But I suppose yeah, twenty eight days trial between runs. That's a bit of a wallerism. That's right. She draws to be in the right spot. Yeah, midnight in Tokyo got close to Natuno, but I think that was all about Natuno sort of overdoing it in the run and having had enough uh, at the end of that race and having had enough at the end of this preparation. He was straight to the paddock after that. So I'm feeling that there's some flattery there towards midnight in Tokyo's beaten margin. Um, So I'm more inclined to oppose her and be with Zoo Gotcha. And I'm not going to give up on Stroll. She got in a yucky spot there at the Gold Coast. I think she's a good filly, but there's a chance that the heavy track isn't her sweet. Yeah. I thought Stroll ran probably better than it looked would be my yeah. um, my measure of things. And she's obviously tied to the other local there in, in Honeypot who resumes for Golan with a reasonable profile. As I said, she's got the same form bang there. Yeah, with, she's been a really interesting one, Honeypot. She had the boom on her from the trials early doors and she bombed the start on debut when the expectation was she'd just go around and win, although the market got it right that day. She was a dollar seventy to two twenty. And then she got tossed into a pretty good race forty nine days later. Her, her prep just got buggered up that time because she couldn't get into races and so they're sort of you know, chasing their tail the whole time and it's been a little bit 
the same this time around. She's she's missed a run, so they're there, twelve hundred metres first up. When I think the preference would have been to have a thousand metre run under the belt, but she is an interesting one that um, certainly got plenty of ability. Yep, and we can't move on from this race before mentioning the horse that I'm probably most interested in having something on, which is back to James and his Plim- positive Queensland Plimstock. wax. Yeah, Plimstock is. Um, <laughs> 1200. I thought the XO Lady race probably, as you make a good point there about Natuno's probably the best two-year-old we've seen locally up there so far. Yes. Um, but yes. I thought Natuno was probably just the other day and, and the XO Lady race so. was, um, the XO Lady race probably stacks right up against it and Plimstock shaped okay there and finally gets beyond 1,000 metres, which I think is probably a, a big tick for Plimstock. Yes, Mm, had twelve hundred meters written all over it, didn't it? There um, at Eagle Farm, so she'll be strong here. Um, yeah, what what price are we looking at for her? She's double figures, seven or eight dollars. Yeah, yeah well, I can see ten dollars yeah, okay. out there. So that's that's where my um, I was gravitating that way a, a little bit. I thought, well, I thought of of Plimstock. I thought her debut that form hasn't proven up to much, but I liked how she moved through that as well. At that point, I thought she had. Yeah. Um, as I said, the form wasn't much, and so the rating was, you know, just in the nineties, you know, nothing flash. But I thought the way that she shaped and her late splits there were um, mm. evidence that she might be a bit better yep. than that. She hasn't been yet, but yeah, I thought she was. Yeah, smoke signals again. Last start, I thought she worked really well here on the course proper Tuesday morning. She's thriving, according to Nassim here in in Queensland, and the XO Lady form stood up. So uh, I can definitely see the appeal of the the current price with her. Yeah, I don't think she's got that much to. You know, I don't think she's that the far bridge. behind the the favourite there. So I would have them much tighter. I think she's a belter okay. can run well as well because she was back to something like her Perth form, which all tied up. I can't remember the name of the horse, but there's a two year old in. I mean, we're looking for a good two year old. There is one in Perth whose name escapes me, but okay, went like a rocket and beat the horse that she's a belter had beaten. So it's nice to see her in on the east coast tying some of that form in. So um, alrighto. She's an interesting well, horse. Well, they do for, come up with a good one over there, don't they? They do. And, um, yeah, so she's a good horse for handicapping nerds anyway, if not for punters. <laughs> do Where have, do we go next? Do you have anything to tell me about the Chief De Beers? No. <clears throat> I think it's just a, it's a race to put the pin through. Um, contemptuous, I'm not sure whether Contemptuous will start if it gets into a really heavy, heavy range. So the prices you're looking at now will mean absolutely nothing if the $2.50 pop comes out. And, and I couldn't entertain a horse like that over the short course of doom and from such a bad gate. So I'm thinking it's an ugly race. Yeah, I had that one pegged as a 16-way dead heat. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, the mares are they next? They are. Gee, I would have been very interested in Nudge if she didn't draw a barrier that they'll pretty much concede from because that stable mm. do not play ball from out there. So, but would she be back there in any case, or you'd have her in front of a few? If they drew in, she could at least at least it wouldn't be, um, you know, maybe it'd be off mid instead of last. Because the speed here, I would describe as certainly not overly hot. You've got. Adelaide and Cafe Royal, possibly she's the gift who roll forward, but they're not going to be breaking any any records up there. I still think she's the one. I think she's got a big class edge on these nudge. I think she's six one versus Yamazaki, who was good at the Gold Coast in the in the rival race to this. She won this race last year, and I think she actually meets Yamazaki better at the weights for their latest meeting you know, significantly for beating her. So. 
uh, just amazing one of those ones where the map come. looks ugly. They've crossed paths. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. I think, like I said, 6-1, and I think Yamazaki might have won the first meeting, and it's been all one-way traffic since then. Um, I'm just thinking maybe this is one of those races where, where class just shines through and the best horse wins, as opposed to how ugly it might look on any particular map. Yeah. I look at her and I see her marked up alongside April Rain, and I'm I'm thinking, <laughs> well, that's a bet. But um, they have different barriers. That was that was my big concern that sort of steered me out of making it really mm. lopsided. But I agree. April I think Rain I'm was okay at the a, coast. It's a lopsided battle. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's proven herself on a heavy ten at Doom, and she was uh, really good here on New Year's Day behind Salatine over an unsuitable trip. So at the mile, you know, he'll get her moving, and yeah, it'll be a it'll be a slogfest this meeting tomorrow if we we get this far, and. You know, she, she handled the conditions, and I think she can get them down. So it might be one of those ones where you look back and think, gee, that's a good price. I was going to say April Rain was better last time. Um, she is bred to be a miler. Correct me wrong, Piero, obviously, and then yeah. Faith Hill. Was she a good miler, Faith Hill? No, you've got me beaten on that one. She was a great Danehill mare, if I got the right mare. But, um, I think 600 suits, but it's just a different level to what to what Nudge has been at. So, um, my concern with April Rain is that she's been so consistent ratings wise that it's yes. impossible not to draw the conclusion that she's just no better than that. That's it. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's almost you know you'd rather that she was a bit more hit and miss. She did have a miss first up, but with an excuse. But um, yeah, such a big bulk. Of and look, I think Xenifer sort of was holding her there at the coast. I thought she was there to sort of give her a bit of a fright if if possible. But um, I thought it Zenifer was a very. Um, it certainly wasn't the uh, the sort of race that gets the ratings guys up and going. So it was a. <laughs> um, it's a rate when it's the the key form. You're looking. You're looking right, elsewhere. So we, I think, which would be nudge, and you're trying to. She tell did me win that twice over a mile about this barrier. I think we'll just have to back Nash to get the job done. And I was right. Faithfield did win twice over the mile. Yeah, In amongst six career wins. There you go. You come here for the info. That's it. Next. Next. Now, this is a good race. All right. BRC. It's a good betting race. This is a yes. Yes, this is a good betting race. This is very interesting. So we've got, got a bit of Archer form, Archer, Gold Market, yes. Takeover Target, all on the same day, all within about an hour of each other, which was the best race. Yes. I don't think the Archer is out of place amongst those that trio of races you refer to because Apache Chase for mine is a decent benchmark. I want to make a case for one here, another one at odds, and give you the opportunity to shoot me down because it hasn't won a race for nearly two years. Dawn Passage. He went to Rocky and he was well in the market there, which surprised me because he's been off the ball for a good while. But he matched strides with Apache Chase there and he was still matching strides at the end. And in the end, Emerald Kingdom had the nice drop and was able to get over the pair of them. So you can maybe say, okay, Apache Chase was below his best there. But I would say that. Yes. I thought you would. Not much, I just actually, still no. thought it was a tidy effort by this horse, whose last win, by the way, was over this particular course. I then look at the wet track. He struck that. He ran his best race since that Fred Best that day was the Golden Eagle, where he was not far off Colette and Ice Bath on very, very wet ground. I just feel, though, that run says he's back this preparation, and at $15, $16, I'm more than happy to, to have something on him. 
I think to fit the narrative as well and to give you a bit more confidence that um, mm-hmm. he might have had a bit of a change in his mm-hmm. change in attitude is that I think he was cut first time gelded at Rocky. Really? Mm. I know okay. that he's a, a bit older, so you don't expect to see those, but I've, I've got in the book here gelded. So could that, well, be what's, um, could that be what's set him straight? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it wasn't like he was you – know, the, the spring prep child. was disappointing. Um, like the two preps through 2021 were very disappointing. And but as a, as a three-year-old this time two years ago, he, he was shaping as a very promising horse and he, he ran up to that in the Golden Eagle and then, then the million-dollar race where he just missed as well at Kimbler, but sort of the wheels fell off after that. So if that's the case, I just, I just sort of look at it and think, you know, maybe you're a different horse this preparation. Yeah, yeah. No, I. You said before. You know, I think the archer fits in here somewhere, as if that was a um, outlandish statement. It absolutely, it's the form, isn't it? Although, mm-hmm. in saying mm-hmm. that, the gold market was won by Soxagon. Yes, so I had eight horses running a hundred plus in that archer. So it was a really good race, wasn't it? It was. It turned out that way for sure. Only two of them in the gold market, which probably suffered as a result of the archer existing. But yes. one of them was Soxagon, who's come back and he did I mean maybe there's not a maybe it's a thin race behind Socks are gone but he's absolutely towed them and he's three zip Emerald Kingdom yep and he slides forward yep. here for Brad Stewart yes. who is if James Orman isn't the face of the carnival Brad Stewart is <laughs> he would be a reluctant face of the carnival I can give you the tip <laughs> there he's uh, not fond of any uh, media attention Bradley mm. I just think Socks are gone is one of these horses that um, maybe maybe in your circles up there this isn't the case, but I would say nationally, a good horse like Soxagon is is probably undervalued and undersold. I um, a horse like that really is. I would say Soxagon would be close to be my most profitable horse the last couple of seasons because he tends to go around at big odds most time. Having said that, last start wasn't one of them. I sort of he hasn't generally been a first upper for mine. Um, but I agree. off the back of that, I, I gave him a chance in the Stradbroke as a fifty-one dollar chance in the Stradbroke. Off the back of that, so I see no. Re- I certainly don't want to be knocking him. The one I want to knock is your horse, Buffalo River. Oh, I'm, just, I'm with you. I'm standing mm. with you in the Rotten Tomatoes now. We've moved. Yeah, we've moved yeah. on from. Yeah, I'm back. I'm holding yeah. grudges again. Like he's there holding up the market for some others that I think are, are well over the odds. I think Soxagon's probably about the right price. Dawn Passage was the one I thought was was well overs. What do we do with Taxu coming through the benchmark races? Because obviously he's an absolute duck. Yeah, I think his whole place in that market is wet, isn't it? Yes, he's there strictly yeah. as a as the wet tracker. Ironically, out mm. of a dam called Raining. <laughs> Yeah, well, horses. It's a pretty gets... handy wet track, and the form ties in through that horses that won the, the Scone Cup and the the Rich Race the week prior. Mm, yeah, horses sort of get stuck in a in a period of time with you, and you, you know, time flies by. And his whole Joe Pride era is um is missing from my memory bank, and I still think of him as a Sandown midweeker. Who's that? Taxu. Yeah, it's very yeah, hard it's, to um to me. He's he's still that horse, and I'm always every time I look up and I see that he's five to four in Sydney, I shake my head. I'm like, hey, what the midweeker? That's right. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but he like you say, he's just got to treat as a different horse. Yeah, he's thrived under under Joe Pride, as so many do, and obviously mm-hmm. in the wet. But I I'm not one who's going to back a horse when their claims seem you know, purely wet track or something like that. I'm okay. I'm signed Prefer up. The class. I'm officially signed on as a ratings guy. So I've um, 
I've got to I've got to strike my bets that way. So I actually made I would make Soxagon favourite here. Yep, I think yep. that's the okay. the way to play it. I think you're right about Buffalo River. Uh, Buffalo River can absolutely win, um, but he hasn't. Um, no, he hasn't quite been the horse that he he promised to be. And no, yeah. And Blondo won a race at Gosford that I thought was fell apart at the seams a little bit and was returned poor figures and and now looks. Easy enough to. Yeah, and to he does slide. that, Blondo, but like, is he the sort of horse that's going to string a couple together? No. Mm. <laughs> that's that's what I was sort of slash hoping here yeah. in, in sort of overlooking him a little bit. Oscar Zulu had no luck through the same race. And was seven to but, ten. Yeah, yeah. He's actually um, a horse, but, Oscar Zulu, that I've I've had to. He's got something in him, Oscar Zulu, but he's um he's probably on the path to becoming a bit of a a waller where he'll um he'll run well, run well, run well. You'll leave him alone, and he'll he'll bob up and yeah, yeah. I haven't somewhere. got past the, the fact that he didn't win that race back in January at the Sunshine Coast, where I thought he was just a, a stone bonk when he peeled out and he couldn't get past Scalapini. So that was, I'm harsh on him for, for, for that particular day. It stung me. No, you're entitled to hold a grudge there. Yes. All right. So yes. your uh, local knowledge is not going to steer me out of Soxagon then. I'm, I don't want to be on the record as potting Soxagon. I, I think you can back a couple in the race and he'd be one of them that I'd be having on site. Yep, along with Dawn Passage. I can't talk about That's it either. So, and both of those Very probably good. slide forward into good spots. Um, well, yeah, and you're just, I guess, hoping, banking on that being off the fence is not going to be a disadvantage, which I wouldn't think it is. I think consensus speaking uh, yesterday was that sort of five horses off the off the fence might be a, a reasonable place to be, given um, that there'd been some traffic over that particular pad. Lovely. So mm. hopefully this meeting holds up. What is, um, out of all of that, where's the best of them? Well, I had made, I had made, Zoo gotcha as my best bet, so I'm sort of oh no and opposed I've... to you there, and then you've you've gone and, and poured that horrible cold water on it, so more lukewarm um, water than cold. Lukewarm, yeah. So you, you've made a case for another to say that you know, maybe what it, what I take out of it is that I'm going to get better than six to four, and you, that's that's well, the positive I'll take out of it. It's hard for me not to look at it and think everyone will see things the same way as me, and therefore you will get better than six to four. But maybe. <laughs> Maybe there are people out there that see things differently. They're wrong, yeah, but they but see it, things differently. <laughs> as we've discussed, there's there's ones there that I like at odds, and so I'm sort of just hoping to get a result as the day goes goes on and, and, and play those odds that I think are in my favour, and hopefully it pans out that way. Yeah, feels very much that sort of day. I'll stay dry. Yes. Enjoy. I'm not sure I'll be able to stay dry, but I will enjoy it. Thanks, mate. Pleasure.